Welcome to episode two of the Sunsetting Podcast. I'm here with Alan, Bennett, and Matt, and we've got a range of topics lined up today. So, uh, oh baby, <laughs> we're gonna start uh, with the trades that went down over the last week. Uh, starting with uh, the Galchenyuk Zucker uh, trade between the Minnesota Wild and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, just want to see where you guys uh, weighed in on that one. I didn't know Zucker was worth that much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know Zucker. Really? Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Well, well, he was on Pittsburgh's radar for a while. I know last season there was a lot of chatter about it, and I guess this season they just wanted um, a guy like him in the lineup. And mm-hmm. and uh, from what I heard, Minnesota was really adamant about, uh, I believe, adding Addison in. Uh, Pittsburgh didn't want to part with him. He had a but, really good World Juniors. Oh yeah, he did. He mm-hmm. was he was yeah great out there. So um, well, they probably had to add something to it because Galchenyuk has been like I think fairly unimpressive since coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's been fairly unimpressive his entire career. I would Ooh. say. Well, he he was good in Montreal, Galchenyuk. I mean, oh, I should say like the beginning, and then obviously he started to fade, and then that's when they trade him for Domi. I just I just look at the Zucker trade. There there's kind of a joke on Twitter with hockey people where I mean you know this is like the twentieth time that Zucker's been traded this season because yeah, exactly. he was, there's he was, always oh yeah he's rumored to be in this trade yeah. and then never moves. Like he had he did have he was traded technically twice during the off season and he pa- he failed both of his physicals so the tr- trades fell apart. But one of them was to Calgary. Um you know, would that change Calgary's season this year? Probably not. But um, he came into Pittsburgh's lineup and had two goals the other night. Yeah, I actually, I watched that game against the Habs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, line did they put him on? Crosby? Ooh. I believe so. Yeah, I, I believe he was playing on a top line minutes. So. I mean, you put anybody with Crosby. Exactly. And have a as long as there's some uh, a little bit of confidence there. Yeah, I feel like they could have paid less. Got. Got a nice old Tyler Ennis. Nice, shiny <laughs> Tyler Ennis. Yeah. Uh, it's probably just, I don't know. The, the, I mean, his contract's not bad, Zucker, but it seems like Pittsburgh's okay with flipping assets out. They want to yeah. make the most of what they have while Malkin and Crosby are capable of getting them cups. I think I think the understanding is as long as Pittsburgh has uh, Crosby, Malkin, and Latang, and I guess a starting goalie, they're they're always all in, mm. and yeah. that's that's the way exactly because they only got a couple years left of Crosby and uh, Malkin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I mean, it's been their window for like over a decade at this point, it's practically. Disgusting. It, I yeah, I mean, like they they won that first cup back in what two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. And then they were still winning them as of a couple of years ago. They had two back to back, back to back. Yeah. So Tusu was the one of the best guys to ever put them on, and then a guy that's arguably not less than him, but if anything, like one notch down from Crosby. Yeah. Like, yeah. Malkin. Malkin is so good. He's like a top 10 center in the league. Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's number a two second liner. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you, you love to see it, but also yeah. at the same time, like, I just can't knock Pittsburgh. Like, I, I love to hate them, but you can't knock what they consistently keep doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and Flurry also had a lot to do with that as well yeah um but i think another point that i read on twitter was that zucker has term yeah and less goals than pajot but pajot has more goals and less term and i also think i mean if pajot played for the penguins like there's no stopping crosby (laughs) he's the only guy that can do it (laughs) (laughs) well we'll move on to the trade that happened today so the Devils sent their captain, Andy Green, to the Islanders in exchange for prospect David Quenville, who's a right-handed defenseman, mm. and a 2021 second-round pick. Interesting. Yes. So, uh, I took a peek at David Quenville. He hasn't really been lighting it up, but, I mean... When was Bridgeport, he drafted, do you know? Uh, yes, he was drafted in... 2016, seventh round. Oh, okay, so he's... Definitely just a total throw oh. in there. Well, I mean... If there, another trade, sorry to interrupt, it just yeah. came in. Uh, Devils trade Coleman to Lightning, too, now. Oh, New no. Jersey Devils have dealt forward Blake Coleman to Tampa Bay Lightning for first-round pick and prospect Nolan Foote. Oh, wow. Whoa. 
that's a big one. TSN Darren Dragger. Okay, we'll finish up this one and <laughs> that one. So, uh, yeah, so sorry. Uh, so David Quenville has um, a goal and five assists in 18 games. Six points, 18 games this year. Not bad. Nothing to write home about. Uh, but it's, I mean, hey, he might turn in something. He's only 21. Who knows? But, yeah, let's, let's um, look yeah, at that Yeah, just trade. came down the pipe. Uh, so Coleman, I believe he has, like, about 30 goals this season for the Devils. If you guys want to fact check me on that, I don't want to. Like, um, fake news so anybody? games played 57 he has 21 goals this 21 year. okay maybe he, yeah okay so he's on pace i think for 30 plus goals that's what i was thinking so yeah that's uh i guess they're selling the farm and are gonna try again uh with another rebuild one more time yeah that's another city that i feel like i mean they had their huge runs i mean yeah they have bro and stuff but then after that they've just been that Another one like uh, the Sabers. No, the first the year. first round pick involved in the trade is Vancouver's from yep. the JT Miller trade. Oh, yeah. wow! So that's even better than Tampa's. Yep, and uh, I gotta say, I mean, if you guys watched the World Juniors, Nolan Foot has one of the nastiest shots. Oh yeah, you can add, and that's like, I mean, Blake Coleman's a good hockey player, but man, they just got. Wow, that's a really good but trade. But I think bringing it back to the stands, that's that just took one of those first yeah. round picks off the table. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was out in the air. So that leaves still just Carolina with the only second uh, well, or with two picks, yeah. right? Well, Minnesota would have. They probably wouldn't be looking to add though. They're kind. They're very middle. Of the that pack. is true. Yeah. Yeah. What a mediocre so? team. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. let's let's switch over to some send stuff. So, Marcus Hogberg's looked pretty damn good look lately. I mean, yep. he got pulled against the Leafs. That first goal that he let in uh, on a Matthews shot, five hole, wasn't the best. Yeah. But, I mean, I was looking uh, at his his save percentage over the last five, and it's 941, 943, 917, 882, and a 929. Uh, this is aside from the Leafs game. But, um, I mean, he's been putting up some solid, not just backup numbers, but some starter quality numbers increase and i think if the sends had uh better i mean this will obviously come in time hoberg will probably grow with the core but i think if the sends had a better defensive core around him that is de- those are definitely good signs well his- um i can speak for when i saw him against arizona the other night uh the second efforts are incredible like there was He's- many times where stop the first shot the second the yeah. third and you're in the stands screaming for the defense to help the guy while they're over there watching this happen. Like, expect the goalie to make one or two saves, but he's going one, two, three, more than more efforts. And then what sucks is then he lets the classic like that five that back man. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's really, I mean, aside from the you know the should have had those back, he's been so good positionally he uses his size really well and as you pointed out like his his second efforts his like desperation save they're always highlight reel and he always makes them which is crazy to me like he always successfully makes like that like cross crease big Mm -hmm. bluff save that most goalies probably don't but he has the frame to do it and i think you know, with his stats this year, I just... Bruce Garriock said that he could, uh, it when Nielsen comes back, you know, he's probably going to get set down and, and lead the check. There's no way they're sending a guy with a 914 save percentage. And especially because of how good the two guys in Belleville are doing. They're oh. getting so much experience doing that. Yeah. He's getting so much experience up here. I just feel that that's... Like, why screw it up? Yeah. Yeah. And you got like one of the few good spots is in these two uh, yeah. in both the team seasons are, I mean Belleville has more to look forward to, yeah. but like sends uh, with Hoberg and Net are that's a good spot for him right now. I was very precautious when we started to use him again after uh, Nelson went down, but uh, he's turned out great. And I think if we did go into next year as him as our backup, I think. We still got a, we got a shot with whoever we got. Or even splitting time with Nielsen at this point. Yeah, like he he's clearly able to make these NHL saves. So, mm-hmm. like if 
Nielsen Nielsen's never had a starting role. So if he's given 41 games and Hogberg's given 41 games, I don't think either of them are really going to say no there. Yeah. No, and then, yeah, then just play who's hot. Exactly. Exactly. Now, here's a question for you guys. I've always been under the impression of sort of our three goalie prospects, if maybe you still consider Hogberg Des at this point in his career, yeah. uh, that Gustafsson is the most highly rated. Uh, has anything you guys have seen from Hogberg changed your opinion of that? Or do you think that we're still, whoever it is that's going to be leading the Suns in net for the next few seasons is holding it down until Gustafsson kind of comes through? From what I understand is that the Sens have really high hopes for Mad Sogard. Okay, that's who I was going to bring up really? too. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's 6'8", which is <laughs> yeah. huge. He's yeah. a monster. But, but the thing about him is he can move from side to side as well as like a goalie who's six feet tall. He's really good. Um, I think they see him as like, that's their guy. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is you have Hogberg literally in the NHL right now putting up NHL goalie numbers. You have uh, Decord and Gustafson both in the AHL mm-hmm. killing it. Yeah. Like, like this is the best problem to have when two years ago we'd be like, oh, crap. Yeah. Like, we don't have anybody other than Hogberg. Yeah. I'll tell you what does keep me up at night, though, is uh, (laughs) back in the day uh, when we had Anderson, we had Bishop, and we had Leonard. And the understanding was, you know, you know, Bishop is having a good season. You know, Anderson is our goalie right now. Leonard is the goalie of the future. And what ended up happening is none of that. We we got Corey Connick. We traded Bishop, who immediately won a Vesna, and then... Leonard never really got off the ground, although we're happy to see he's doing much better these days. Oh, yeah, you know, for sure. everything that has gone on on and off the ice. Uh, and then Anderson has been obviously our best goalie we've ever had as a franchise, but like, you know, like hasn't exactly set the world on fire either. And now we're at the case where it's okay. So now we have, you know, three or four possibly really good goalies. Yeah. My concern is that we do something like that again. Is that we let the wrong ones go, we keep the wrong ones, and then this cycle just. But happens. so so I understand the point of view there. Uh, like we got a first and got rid of David Legwan's contract for Leonard, which I think was a total necessity because we were in like a quasi like adding things because we were losing our window. Mm-hmm. Bishop is. Bishop is the tougher one. Yeah, but remember, Corey Conacher did oh, look really so good. so good. Like, that, okay, we can look back and everyone makes fun of it now. Yeah, we got Corey Conacher for Ben Bishop. Yeah. But at that time, it wasn't uh, the most outrageous thing I'd ever heard. Yeah. Also, at Corey the Con- time, I think what people forget is that Bishop had the lowest save percentage that season of the three. Yeah. Anderson yeah. was rocking like a 940 that season. Yeah. Uh, Leonard had like, I believe it was over 930. And Bishop was very good. His was at like a 920. But when you have Anderson, who was having a Vesna caliber season, Leonard, who was giving you very good, like starter level uh, stats as your backup, and Bishop, although he was also very good, it's like you can't have three NHL goalies circulating around, right? So they, they kind of were like, okay, well, who do we get rid of? Leonard's the youngest. He's got the most uh, growth potential ceiling. So it just made sense to move on from Bishop. Yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. It'd be great in that situation if you know we'd either traded Anderson at the prime of his career, I guess, and gotten a haul back. But I mean, I, I look at the numbers Anderson's put up in the playoffs for us. So it's like, would you have gotten that with a Leonard Bishop duo? It's really hard yeah. to go back and like change your mind about what have yeah. would have gone down. Also, but I do think. Sorry, I'll make one final point. On this I do think that we could have gotten a better return on Bishop. Conacher was doing quite well, but I feel like you could have gotten better secondary asset if you had traded to another team. But, eh. Yeah, I'd give you that. But one good thing is, is that, like, we're discussing goalies, and all our goalies are pretty much still kids for a position that Mm -hmm. normally you don't see them hit their prime till would be later in a forward Mm -hmm. or... Their career, like, we still got lots of time with these guys yeah. as long as well, we keep contracts, right? I think 25 or something like so, that. So, yeah, so he yeah. should just be starting to come yeah. into the wheelhouse yeah. of yeah. the typical goalie. I mean, Decorded. not like Flurry or something that came out. And was, yeah. 
Yeah. I still love that, you know, we took Decord with our last pick. Like, he was a seventh-round pick, and there wasn't much expectation from him. And also, I just want to kind of insert this one into the conversation. Kevin Mandelese is a goalie that we drafted who is totally unsigned yeah. and is having an unbelievable season with Cape Breton. I heard, though, that the Sens were approaching him. Um, I yeah. saw that they, they were talking about a contract. I mean, we'll see where that goes, but that'd be I mean, nice. it is, it, like, I hate to, to consider guys assets, but it is an asset. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, you, you can bring him, him in and, you know, say he wants to, like, say he's playing in the ECHL. He doesn't necessarily need to play for our ECHL team. He doesn't necessarily need to play for our AHL team. Like we saw that with uh, with uh, when we traded Hammond to um, uh, Colorado, he played for Belleville. Yeah. When he was a Colorado Avalanche player. Mm. Yeah. So. And same thing. I think it was when we made the one big deal with. Uh, the Leafs, a bunch of our players still stayed played, uh, played yeah. for the Marlies before they came over. Yep. And stuff. Yeah, and I think Sam Sam Gagne did that recently too when he got traded to Edmonton. He still played for the Marlies because it just worked out. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a possibility. It's kind of outlandish, but if he's a if he's a good asset, you gotta maintain it. Yeah. But, eh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's switch gears. So. Tuesday coming up, it's the Chris Phillips Jersey Retirement Day, yeah. and I kind of wanted to see where you guys weighed in on the Senators retiring Chris Phillips Jersey. Um, I, I, I myself, um, I get he's a huge community guy. You know, we drafted him first overall um, in what was it, 98, 97, um, 96. I was close, but anyway. Um, 288 points in his career. He played the most games as a senator. Uh, I just, I see him as being a ring of honor type guy that they put around the outside of the, the 300 section. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see it as a guy who you'd retire a jersey number four. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, I, we'll see what you guys think. I think uh, 100% retire his jersey for the reasons that you brought up for it being against <laughs> it. Like, yeah, he was our first overall pick. And it's a whole thing. I feel that they're trying to, because uh, those are the guys that we were would first start to remember would be Phillips and all those guys and all the stuff he did in the community. So also our group and our age group is going to be the next group to start paying for season tickets and paying for stuff more and more. Yeah. So to bring back and be like, Hey, look, yeah, we're celebrating one of your heroes mm -hmm. growing up. Yeah. I think it's going to, it's more of, was he the greatest in the world? No, but he was someone that was always there and you remembered him. And so it feels like it's more of a fan thing than a him thing almost. Yeah. Um, I get that. <sighs> I'm on the pro, yeah, retire him I, I and retire the 25. Interesting. I don't, oh. I, you can't I, do, do Phillips without Neil, I don't think. Uh, that's I, that's I think true. I'll can, agree with that. Uh, just, just watch them. Because yeah, well, <laughs> I don't well, think they're well, going to. So even though I disagree about Chris Phillips' jersey being retired, I do agree with you that if they retire Phillips' jersey, that Chris Neal should be right behind him. I mean, they're, they're definitely setting a precedent for like, the player didn't necessarily need to be the face of the franchise or this, that, and the other thing, but but considering that those guys are still involved with the Sens, I think that does mean a lot to the Sens. Yeah. So that is kind of why, oh, well, Phillips is still always doing stuff with the alumni. Let's make him a thing. Yeah. Neil's always doing stuff with the alumni, community, both of them. Let's give him a... Let's retire his jersey. Yeah. They meant a lot to the, the teams. Like, well, I don't think anybody's disagreeing with that. I just think, like, I, I, I'm okay with retiring Phillips' number. I don't know if I think Neil is worth a jersey retirement. But that's, that's just me. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I think 
we should retire Chris Phillips's jersey with the caveat that on most of the teams in the NHL, a player of his stature and of his stats and everything like that would not get a retirement. But I respect that, you know, he's our longest-termed player, that he was with us just about from the beginning. We all grew up watching and, yeah. you know, looking up to this guy. He makes great pizza. You know, I, I, res <laughs> I respect all of that, and I absolutely think that, like, for the Senators, for the team that was founded in the early 90s, for him to be one our second jersey retirement, I think is completely appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I recognized also that, you know... His numbers don't exactly jump off the page, and in another, you know, another team's context, uh, he probably wouldn't get there. But knowing our own history, yeah. it makes complete sense. Now, Neil, I think, is a little bit more. Uh, I think fans could live without him being retired, and uh, I know, yeah. it, I know, at least I could. I mean, I'm, yeah. I've never been, uh, I've never been a fan of fighting in the game. Uh, I think that you know, there's less and less of a role for players like Chris Neal yeah. in the game going forward and I think that it might send a weird message to retire his jersey because you know I don't know it's just like it's not it's like a weird thing to like add to you know the pantheon of like the organization how, you know our, our, our greatest one of our greatest ever forwards you know the face of franchise for a decade our longest serving captain one of the longest serving captains in the league, yeah. you know, our longest term player, and then a guy who put up a lot of hits and one time potted like 20 goals. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I, I, I will respectfully disagree with. I, like, I get what you're saying, but I think it's a huge thing for the Senators. I feel, as opposed to other teams in the NHL, we are very, uh, we love how much they do for the community, almost <laughs> sometimes more than what, what they they're doing. Did. Like, yeah. Roger Nielsen's house, or Roger's house now, like, Chris, uh, Chris Neal was huge, probably still is huge, I just know, yeah, he still is. Uh, yeah, just because it was a close thing for, like, the family and stuff to go through that, and I know your grandmother absolutely adores Chris Neal for oh, all yeah. the stuff that <laughs> she, he does. She loves it, like, yeah. That guy is like on a golden pedestal to him for all the all the times that he would stop uh, at Roger's house and stuff and just talk to them, and everything like that. Like, yeah, I no, think well, in my, a different my, market my for sure. Right, so. Yeah, sorry, uh, in a different market, I get it for sure. Those two guys, uh, but I feel like let's say Dallas, they're playing tonight. I feel if somebody did a community like they were good in the community, people recognize it too. But I just feel it's very canadian of us to like love the guys for yeah. what they're doing outside of putting a puck in the net so okay that's that's it, i th i just feel like ottawa is just such a working class sort of organization where it's like you know we're getting in the corners we're we're coming out with that puck and like Chris Neal and Chris Phillips kind of like exemplify that. Exactly. Like Alfred was the best of us. Yeah. And these are the guys that helped him get there. Yes. Um, but with that being said, if Mark Borbietsky plays for another five years, does he get retired? Okay. Um, <laughs> no. He's my favorite player, so uh, I will. <laughs> yes, 100%. Sounds like no. I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll hang it up myself. Exactly. I'll just put one up myself in the 300s and I'll yeah. retire his number now. All right. Let's do a rundown of UFAs. And I just want you guys to say sign or trade. Oh, boy. Right? So we're going to go <laughs> or just run out their contract, let them go to free agency so, because they're not so worth much. So sign, trade, you know, let them go. Yeah, and you know where yeah. I'm going with this because top of the list is Bodker. <laughs> let them go. I think everyone's go. on board there. Nobody's yeah. taking that contract. Yeah, no. no. Yeah. All right. Uh, Vlasa, Vladislav Nemesnikov. Sign him. Sign him. Yeah? You guys are on the sign trade? Trade. trade. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. Man, I'm, I like lean between sign and trade. He's like a nice complimentary player. He's great on the penalty kill. That's why I kind of would like to see him for another couple years. But I just don't know what kind of contract he's looking for. So like, if, if well, he's looking for short okay. term, fine, keep him. If he's looking for more than that, then I'd say ship I'd say him off. trade with yeah, obviously. yeah. That caveat. The guy's okay. like, no, I want eight times eight. Okay, then, no, <laughs> I, I think he he's kind of seeing where he's at, so he's probably going to be like two for two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then okay, sign. Yeah, or two I, for four. I would uh, like I would take those two. terms. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, big one coming up, Pajot. Sign, hundred percent. I love my Pajot. Trade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the memories and let him go. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Oh, God. I, I 
it's one of those questions like I'd I'd like to see them sign him if it's for the right price and term. Oh if, yeah. Yeah. Like if we can sign him for four or five years at like four point five, I'm okay with that because it's not like crippling the future signings. Yeah. Yeah. And he can be the third line center for like the foreseeable future until we have another one ready to go and mm-hmm. you know maybe two years into the contract it's a all right thank you for your service we'll see you later yeah it it kind of depends he's on the where montreal you killer i know and, and, <laughs> and that four goal game against three i mean yeah. i have it on our site like i you know gone in the playoffs twice like yeah. i i love what he's done for i was team. at the pajot 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 game oh, like the the one where they won six yeah. one you and, and and like yeah, the yeah. chance my yeah. cousin was front row to see that goal and i'm so jealous it was it was i've been to a lot of games probably over 30 and it it was single-handedly the best game i've ever been to oh yeah it was insane so crazy (laughs) so all right yes i'm okay (laughs) chris tierney trade trade yep trade what do you think bennett i don't know i think you have to keep either one of Tierney or Pacho. Is tu- is Tierney a center? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because I think like at a certain point, like we do have to consider you need to have. He's also an RFA. Yeah. You need to have warm bodies to put in skates in yeah. order to us allow us to meet our like legal obligations to the league of having mm-hmm. a team. Because uh, you know we're a team. Yeah. <laughs> we're, but, we're a team. For uh, sure. So I say you know if we flip Pacho and hang on to Tierney. Maybe just let him go, you know, ride him out to the end of the season and then see where our center prospects are at training camp. Yeah. Um, he is an RFA, though, so I think that that is kind of yeah. nice. So he's, oh, he's, he's an RFA? Yeah. yeah, he's younger He's than only Pajot. a couple of years younger than Pajot. Um, but he's been great on the penalty kill as well. I, I say keep him, yeah. I think because the thing with Pajot is that we're going to get value for him, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. teams are going to want a player of his caliber, and we don't need him for the next two, three seasons, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, if we can get Tierney for cheaper and for longer, then flip Pajot, get, you know, maybe Carolina's first, if that's the only well, one that's going to that's what I mean, that's the only one available, so we yeah. also got to think of mm-hmm. is Pat, that's... They'd have to package a lot because no one. I couldn't see anyone giving up their first, their only first round pick in this year's draft. It's yeah, far too deep. Yeah. So I feel like we're all gonna be on the same page for this one, but Connor Brown, sign, sign, sign. Yeah. yeah. Matt, let him go. Oh, okay, Matt's <laughs> thinking about this one. Well, how old is he? Twenty six. No. Uh, he. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. He is twenty six. I think uh, he just turned twenty six um, last month. What? Is, he's a winger. Right winger, which I find we don't have great depth on. Batherson's looking great, yep. but I mean, don't have great depth on right wing. <sighs> 36 points. He's got 11 goals, 25 yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess it makes sense to keep him. He's not really taking any of the younger guys' spots for now. For now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until we get out Alexi Lafreniere. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, no, I guess it, it does make sense to keep him. All right, what about the Duke, Anthony Duclair? What do you guys think? Sign him. I'm still in the sign uh, party, but I feel like it'll be not the same value as he would have got had he continued scoring through the last 20 Okay, but then let's say he goes on a 10-game scoring streak. Does it go back? Like, Uh, it's... I don't know. (laughs) I just... I mean, my own personal opinion, players down the stretch who don't score as much... It takes some value away because teams want to see that scoring throughout the season. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, he's a restricted free agent, so the Sens do have a lot of control over what mm-hmm. that contract looks like. Yeah. I mean, it could go to arbitration, but I feel like Duclair won't be too feisty because he's been on four other yeah. teams already. So hear me out on this one. Sure. Would you say no to signing him to a one year, $5 million deal? No, but then I feel like his ex- expectations the following season are going to be high. He's going to want that four or five year deal. Which is fine. It's just, will that be with the Senators or not? Yeah. I don't know. Because okay. then you're like, well, now we can trade a guy who, let's say next season, he's being more consistent. He puts yeah. up, let's say he's on pace to put up 30 goals by the deadline yeah. or 35 plus or whatever. Then you trade him. I mean, fine. Yeah. But it's, I was just more going for a, I don't know, anywhere from like a two year deal to a six year deal. 
Six is far too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. if he had been scoring at a consistent pace, uh, then I would have been more receptive to a six-year mm-hmm. deal. But right now, I'm kind of leaning towards it. But two. I'm also wondering if he would say no to a six-year deal that's worth like three point five million. Um, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't really matter much for the books of the Sens. I mean, you have I think Clark MacArthur's contract's done this year. Anderson's is done this year. Next year, Gabrick's is done. Uh, and Anisimov's is done next year. Uh, Bodker's also off the books this year. Mm-hmm. You're losing a lot We're, of salary. No, I know that. So, so that's why uh, yeah, maybe so you are going to have to like throw their money at yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's the thing. Brady so. Kachuk, uh, they're going to have to send him a big contract soon, too. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that, that would be uh, peak Eugene Melnick. Uh, yeah, our E. Duclair, three weeks ago, I would have said sign him absolutely... I think now I'm still saying that, but now I'd be a little bit more mercurial about it and say, listen, we kind of have him over the ropes a little bit. He likes it here. We know that he's, you know, getting, he's getting minutes, he's getting respect, like from the team and the coach. And I think that's huge. We know he wants to be here. We we think, and we know he probably wants term because of the way that he's been flipped around so much so far in his career. I think if we can get him for, you know, four or five years for not that much, I think we'd probably better take him because yeah. as it stands right now, when he is hot and when he is scoring, he's the best player on the ice. we don't have a lot of players that do that. Yeah. yeah. And right he's now. become more complete for sure. Yep. Yeah. Under DJ Smith. So, yeah. so I, I, yeah, I think I'm still in the sign him camp, but you know, maybe try and try and push him a little bit. Okay. I feel like again, we'll be on the same page with this one. Tyler Ennis. Trade him. Trade him. Trade. I'm also saying trade. Aha! There we go. <laughs> um, uh, Nick Paul is actually an RFA this summer, but sign I feel him. like, yeah, yep. he, he'd be a good candidate. And I, th- I think you've signed him to a legit deal. Don't tender him anything. No. Just give him a one-year or like a two-year. Yeah, I'd say like two-year, one-and-a-half mil kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Something well, that he's been working so hard. I, I yeah. think a one-year would be a bit of a slap in the face. But a two and then we're starting to talk that, or maybe a two to three, and like the AAV is a million or like a one point two. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. kind of like what they gave Boro on his last contract. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Scott Sabrin, I believe we're all on the let him go camp. <sighs> bye bye. Yeah. Yeah. What's his deal right now? Seven hundred k. And it's just one year. Yeah. We have to throw money around. He's he's another like. Um, little motor out on the ice is he gonna score goals I feel consistently? Like he, no. no i'm not putting him i feel in like the his, NHL lineup next his year. No. yeah his like you have formanton coming up norris probably coming up balser should be on the nhl roster in my opinion yeah. he's gonna be up here um I feel like, plus <laughs> if the senators let's hypothetically you know they get lafreniere they get another top five pick that guy could potentially be on the roster next season so our roster is going to be so different next yeah. year yeah but you still have yeah. to think that we're still going to play teams like vegas uh with some big boys on the ice we're going to still play uh washington and stuff to have a little bit of edge and grit is never a bad thing i never said if we could sign him to a two-way that'd be even better oh no and i think he would take a two-way especially if you gave him a two-way that's like one of the ahl's highest paying contracts yeah he would take that because he's an ottawa guy belleville's three hours away from here it yeah. seems like he's no, gonna almost yeah. take any contract you yeah. pretty well throw i have no like problem have giving him money a contract if it means like i just don't see him fitting in on our roster next year no yeah. i think for, I, I kind of as a backup Alan. guy is he the worst guy in the whole league you could have coming out no because he doesn't he when you watch him and he is on the ice he's not yeah. blowing plays he's yeah. not bad is yeah. he he's just not, real yeah. no but he's just kind of a, a guy you have on the uh in between i guess yeah but yeah i, I kind of see what alan's saying like if you throw him in against the leafs or against yeah. the habs some team that you know is going to get up in in our like in the sense faces then yeah you want to have a guy like him hanging around uh so ron hainsey next on the list trade him is he worth anything to be traded? <laughs> is he is he been that bad? He's okay. He's I'd say the slow. last yeah. I'd say the last couple weeks he's been rough. But I I mean okay. This is kind of my way of thinking. A lot of these GMs are old school guys. Yeah. They like having that. Oh, Dude, Andy Green just got a second round. Pick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and honestly, Hainsey's basically some nice new pucks. <laughs> but but Hainsey's like on par with Andy Green. 
Yeah. Um, the one thing is, <laughs> believe it or not, Hainsey has a no trade clause. What? Wow. <laughs> so, so take that into account. Um, or is, is it a no trade or no move clause? Because Bobby Ryan has a no move clause. It, so says, it, it says NTC on his contract, his terms. Good lord. Modified no trade clause, yeah. Uh, speaking of the no trade clause, I know this comes out of nowhere, but I didn't know once, um, like, take a guy like Hosa, who's still... Um, Good old Marion, yeah. Technically, <laughs> I guess his contract's in the league. Yeah. He has a no trade clause, Yeah. and he can still shut down a trade if somebody wants to trade his contract. Yes. And I was thinking about why, but it's easy why, because he gets uh, better tax rates. Yep. Yeah. There. That's mm-hmm. why yeah. none of those contracts ever make it up to Canada. Because mm-hmm. yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would, my no tr- or like my move list would consist of a bunch of California teams. Yep. Florida. Uh, yep. Uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like, but like, then after that, yeah, then you'd shut it like, down. Why, why would you ever want to go to like um, Toronto? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're you're losing so much money, so absolutely, why? Well, like. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, yeah, going back to Hainsey, though. So he's got uh, 11 points on season. I know plus minus for our generation, we kind of stay away from that stat. But again, old school GMs are like the plus minus. He's got a plus four on a team that is in the basement. That's, yeah. um, That's he plays both. Yeah, he, yeah, he plays both sides. Um, I mean, I feel like a GM would be willing to take a flyer on him for like a mid-late pick. And I feel like the Sens should offload him for that for sure. Yeah, he can always come back in the offseason. I off see season. both sides of the coin with him. Like the at the game I was at, he's... He's talking. He's great at talking to the rest for his teammates. He stands up for his teammates, but also he got like passed like four times. He's he's yeah. gassed and like especially if we're gonna trade him before the deadline, someone's gonna get like the super gassed end of the season. Ron Haynes. Yeah. yeah. It's even worse than he was at the start. But hey, he's got a couple Stanley Cups, you know. Respect. <laughs> um, Boro, sign him. Give you know the what? Best contract. Honestly, how many? Had you, how many years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alan's thinking eight, eight years. Eight, eight. <laughs> um, honestly, if it was me like a year or two ago, I'd be like, ah, oh, let him go. Honestly, I kind of like where Boro's game's at. I yeah, feel absolutely. like his defensive game has gotten better. He's, I mean, offensively, he's showing that he can do it. Um, I'm cool with signing him. Two years ago, I would have said literally fire him into the sun like, yeah. don't care. Alan you would have we would have had a fist fight yeah. Yeah. but now it's like honestly hell yeah, yeah. love me some Boro well, and, yeah, you, don't, so, and you, you don't want him uh, giving you you know that uh, what do you call it the, the clothesline the treatment, clothesline treatment off a bike you know honestly man <laughs> like, it's just everything this guy does it turns to gold he's fantastic in the that's why I said, like, if he's still playing on this team in five years, tell me they're just not going to retire his number. Oh, my God. Like, like I'll serious. be the first ticket purchaser. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they owe him a contract because he had to do that interview with Melman. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, hands he, down. He's got a direct line thought, to Barbados. I thought when we started this podcast, we wouldn't stop. We wouldn't talk about that. <laughs> 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 that moment, my bad. Sorry, yeah. um, Dylan DeMello, I'm going to say he's... Oh, I want him to be signed. I just know the Sens aren't going to sign him, and it's going to be a travesty. <laughs> I think we have to sign him, right? Andy but like Green got a second round pick. <laughs> if Dylan DeMello is getting traded, hear me out, fellas. We're getting Connor McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Green got a second round pick. I just I don't know what Lou Lamorello is. Not doing. just a second round pick and, and a, a prospect. prospect defenseman. Who could crack it as a seventh, maybe a five-six? Maybe, maybe. I'm, I'm being DeMello very generous. Is twenty-six. Is on a sweetheart deal, and like, it's a. And Andy Green got a second-round pick. I'm c- come on. Yeah, Demello's gonna get uh, definitely more for sure, especially because the money. Oh yeah, like that's, that's a, big a deal. steal for any him. contender could fit that guy in, and you're yeah. looking good on. But sign court five years. Yeah, like sign could him. you imagine though, Demello with uh, Hedman? Oh, that'd be that'd be. Pretty but they sweet. don't have what we want. No, I'm and, just I'm just saying hypothetically. And even if they didn't have that second round pick, Nolan Foot is one, like a prospect that I would be like if we're trading Demello to Tampa, 
Nolan foot is one I want back. Yes, of course. And now he's not. Mm-hmm. He's gone. They do have the other foot kid, though. Yeah, cow foot, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cody Golubov. Let walk. I mean, hey, he had the goal against the Leafs that was really he quirky. He hadn't <laughs> scored since 2015. Really? That's Damn. almost five he, years. He's close. another, like, depends on what he's asking for, but I would assume he knows what he's probably yeah. worth. Yeah. Two-way, um, probably spends most of his time in the AHL. Yeah. Again, we need guys. Yeah. All right, Andy. Dandy Andy. I love the guy, uh, but let I would say walk, let, let him walk. Let him ride into the sunset. Yeah. I mean, I would say trade him, but I, I don't know where he would fit right now. The fan base loves Arizona, him. maybe, yeah. but... I'd love to see him come back as uh, some sort of goalie staff. That'd be yeah. sweet. That'd be cool. Or yeah. an ambassador. And guy. then we can have another goalie staffer teaching <laughs> puck handling. <laughs> yes. yes. But otherwise, uh, I'd love it. But yeah, um, a couple weeks ago I would have said trade him, but now I think we're just going to let no, him. No, let, let, let him, him stay. and Let him ride it out. Yeah. Let him go with a smile. question of this segment one thing to improve home games the atmosphere or the experience other matt um i mean i i like the fan deck that they have going on at the sevens games mm-hmm. uh, i think they need to expand it though um I more agree. experience standing up yeah uh, you can you can enjoy a game while not being at your seat and you see that a lot if you're an Ottawa resident at Red Blacks games and 67s games. You can be standing up enjoying the game mm-hmm. and and still have a good time. Cool. Bennett? Put the arena literally anywhere. <laughs> uh, Damn I mean, it. Like Dow's Lake is open. Yeah. <laughs> Respecting the fact that like, winning games is the easiest way to get people into seats. Yeah, yeah. We're people, not for sure. People don't like going to Canada. People, like students, they have to transit there for like an hour and a half. If you don't have a car, if you're not in the West End, it's hard to get there, and people don't want to. I loved it because I lived in the country my whole life, so it was closest <laughs> to the air, and I mean, it's only down the road for me now, but... Uh, Matt? Okay, unpopular opinion. Although I find it really cheesy during the intermission, I actually think DJ Prosper no. brings this hilarious, no, great no, atmosphere. No, 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 no wait. You're wrong. Hey, this DJ is, this is awesome. my part of the segment. <laughs> I, I think in a very cheesy sense, he's great. Because he gets this like hype that I just sit in my seat and I think it's hilarious. But I love seeing all those like teenagers get hyped and start like waving their jerseys around and stuff. I just think it's funny. Or the guys chugging yeah. the beers during the thing. Side note, Alan, did you prefer the band or DJ Prosper? Yeah, exactly. DJ Prosper Dude. sounds no, <laughs> like, the band was awful. Oh. Like, anyway, it, was, it was just wasn't good. So where I was going with that is you know, more entertainment like that in the intermissions, I yeah. think is good. It yeah. Like, even if it's not your type of entertainment, it's still something new that they're bringing to the to the atmosphere, and something like that would be uh, would be nice here. And Alan, I know you had something yeah. that you brought up earlier my, with um, me. My you... main one is when the teams get introduced, or sorry, when they hit the ice. I hate in Ottawa how the ho- uh, home team and the away team hit the ice at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm. give us time to boo. Yeah, give yeah. me time to boo Montreal <laughs> when they come on the ice, and then make a big deal of when the sends come. Yeah. How come we only did the lights and stuff on the ice and the images on the and ice the for like, yeah, one season? Like, make them blow up. The whole arena should be red when our team comes out. Yeah. We should have, like, a Centurion's helmet that they're skating on. Okay, all right, cut it back. No, uh, but no, make a big thing of our team coming out on the You know, ice. the one thing that I do like, and Vancouver does this, is the stanchions light up when their team mm. scores. Yeah, that and is And really I think cool. that's super cool. Yeah. And I mean, not a lot of teams do it, so the Senators aren't like in the minority here, but I still think that would be cool to add to. Cool. Uh, question number two. Uh, favorite uh, player the Sens have traded away ever in the history? Uh, Matt, you go first. Uh Mark Stone. I mean, man, you trade a guy, prime of his career, uh, father of Brady Kachuk. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, yeah enough, enough, enough. Said, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I forgot Bennett. We share custody. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I enough said on that. I'll pass it on to Bennett. Bennett. Uh, my heart says Carlson. Uh, my brain says Stone. But. Honestly, I think it has to be Carlson. I mean, how could it not? Just like every 
just, just watching him play was just such a joy day in, day out, no matter if we were getting down or not. And just seeing him in another jersey still feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Turris. Wow. Yeah. I, Off the board I You know loved, what? I respect that. I loved Kyle Turris. Um, my my motto in high school was Kyle Turris is my boyfriend, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's going to be a nice shout-out to some of my friends that will listen a lot. But no, Kyle Turris was just... He was such a good player for the Sens every goddamn night. Yeah. 50-point guy consistently traded a second in David Runblad form. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and we got a player who was... One a, of the great Brian Murray trades. Also, As, oh, fun fact, I was at Turris's last game as a Sen. The next day he was traded for Duchesne. Oh. Wow. Yeah. And he had an assist against uh, the Vegas Golden Knights in their inaugural season. Damn. We lost, yeah. didn't we? Also, second fun... Tourist fact, I actually met him back in the day when I worked at Farm Boy. Nice. He uh, came through and I was like, hey, are you Kyle Tercy? He looked at me awkwardly and said, yeah. And I was like, god damn it, why did I ask him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To be fair, have you ever watched any of his interviews? Yeah, he seems oh, like the best awesome 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 guy in the world. Oh, yeah. But I, yeah, I also worked at a Farm Boy. Fun fact about other Matt. Welcome uh, to Ottawa. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to go even further back. I'm going to go Hosa. Okay. Ooh, yeah, that's that's yeah. a fair pick. Yeah. Just to see him how well he did after and stuff. Um, yeah. He he was one of the hardest guys to ever get off a of puck. I loved him. It was just one of those ones when I first started and he was there and I was like, wow, he's awesome. And then we trade him and <laughs> you see how well he did for his whole career. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, question number three. If we only had one draft pick and it can't be Lafreniere, who are you <laughs> picking? We only have one pick in the first round. Ooh. And, and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let prospect guy be, other matches. Yeah, it could be this. anyone. Say we had uh, pick number two. Then. Um. Oh man, this is tough. I'm gonna say Stutzel. Okay. Yeah, I. He's his skating is already above NHL players. Uh, he's so good playing against men. I just think he's he's the guy that like I would want to build my franchise around. Bennett, I I mean it's the easy answer. I'd have to say Byfield or another number one C. I think just it's the one thing that the Sens don't have yeah. among all of their prospects. It's like the absolute certainty that this guy is going to be your number one center for the next decade. I think we were talking a bit about it last week. You know, there's some conjecture. You don't know if it could be Brown. It could be, you know, Norris. Like, whether White's in there with a shirt. But I think we need that certainty. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think Byfield or maybe one of the other players is what's going to provide that. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I won't pick Byfield. I'll go with something a little different. Man, I'm going with Marco Refrigerator Rossi. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you guys t- took over my picks because I was going to go Byfield. Uh, and then Marco Rossi. Honestly, okay. Boy. Do you know what? I'm gonna give like Not a notable. Boy, but 67th boy. I'm gonna give a notable shout out to Holtz and Raymond. I I think both of those players yeah. are gonna be elite talents. Yeah. I, I always love the yeah. uh, Swedish players. I think that they're creative, great talent yeah. making players. Uh, I just Marco Rossi. I mean, I think we we talked a bit about him uh, last week, but man, he is just one of those dynamic players and. Shorter players are, you know, being picked up more and more mm-hmm. uh, in the first round. And, man, I'd love to see the Sens. Um, maybe not with their higher of the two first-round picks. If he's available with their second first-round pick, I'd love to see him on the team. Cool, yeah. that I don't even <laughs> have anything to add. I would take those three. Uh, if I had to pick one without ex- much, much explanation, I'd go with Byfield. The center That's is what we yeah. need, so... Yeah. Um, fourth and final question. Uh, if you had to pick any player in the NHL right now to build your fantasy team around, who are you picking? Um, I, I kick damn. Are we, like, is Connor McDavid involved in this question? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he, true. He sure is. Oh, if you, if Why you did it take... He's out with injury. That's probably, uh... Yeah. Yeah, I actually um, have McDavid on my fantasy team. Yeah, you lucky bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, um, definitely McDavid. I mean, how do you not pick him? The guy, I mean, other than... He just got injured, but other than this season, he rarely gets injured. Okay, let me tweak the question a little. Uh, They have to be current, but you can put them in their prime. Oh. Uh, There. So, Sid the Kid in his prime? Yeah. I Um, mean, yeah, cross. But that's... I don't know. You still taking McDavid? 
Yeah, I mean... Do you mean his fantasy prime, where he doesn't get concussed every season? Yeah, or? like, yeah. these guys have the best, his, like, actual their best season. Honestly, man, like, I... I like McDavid. He's probably my favorite Canadian player that is not on the Sens. I would and, pick um, Sibikit. Uh, he's fair. physical, and he can score too so and yeah i mean he he is a workhorse i'll give you that i honestly i used to hate city crosby just out of pure like oh nhl fan not a fan of the penguins i hate crosby but man i respect his game dude is is elite (laughs) and the thing is he gets injured he comes back and he puts like three points and you're like okay crosby doesn't miss a beat he just gets in there and gets it done and i respect that other matt ovechkin Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Sure. yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say McKinnon, but then I was like, I mean, if we're going guys in their prime, who better to have the longest prime ever in yeah. Alex Ovechkin? Exactly. Um, goal scorer, just beautiful man. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. If we're talking about in your prime, I was gonna say Ovechkin as well. I think uh, if we're talking specifically about fantasy, he provides more value in that format mm-hmm. because he has physicality. Goals are worth more. Uh, all of that stuff, and I think yeah, he'd be a totally prime candidate. That being said, I have McDavid and Drysaddle on my fantasy team. Oh, I have McDavid and Drysaddle. That's yeah, yeah. That, that's a hell of a pick. <laughs> um, yeah, so finish it off here. Uh, we want to start a, a thing where every week we give a shout out to one of our podcast fans who's reached out to us, and this week we're giving a shout out to Larry, my man Larry. <laughs> we no, we got a few uh, great wholesome uh, emails from Larry so we just wanted to shout him out on the podcast um, appreciate you listening and uh, for anyone else uh, who wants to uh, get in contact with us we have a Twitter account at Sensetennial uh, we have an Instagram account also at the Sensetennial um, and then we also have our website that you can find on our Twitter and Instagram and, and on Facebook yeah <laughs> and on Facebook yeah uh, we just made the Facebook page um, also the Sensetennial so Find us on our social medias. Get in touch with us. Uh, We'll try and reply uh, when we can. And uh, we appreciate listening. So thanks. And we'll chat with you next week leading into the trade deadline. Go Sens, go. Go Sens.